beautiful face while you're tied up and helpless, he said quietly before he leaned down and kissed her. She opened her heavy eyelids a moment later, drugged by his potent kiss and the sensation of his body hardening against her. Helpless against what? She murmured next to his plucking lips. Helpless to resist me. But I don't want to resist you. You know that. She managed between kisses, her body melting against him as he leaned over her, demanding every existing modicum of her attention. He lifted his head and his hand slid down her arm. He grasped her hand and led her toward the bed. The ropes will just reassure me, he replied. Ropes? Francesca asked, dazed. He'd used cuffs to bind her during foreplay and sex, and padded restraints and whatever else he might improvise with on the spur of the moment, including his own hands. But ropes? Don't worry, he said once he'd led her to the edge of the bed and encouraged her to sit. He leaned down and nibbled at her lips fleetingly. But convincingly, Francesca decided, the ropes are made of silk. Do you think I'd ever put anything next to your beautiful skin that would mar it? He asked near her ear a moment later, his low, rough voice causing goosebumps to rise along her nape. She just stared up at him, enraptured by his small, Ian smile. Less than ten minutes later, she lay completely nude, horizontally at the foot of the large, luxurious four-poster bed her hips at the corner and her torso along the bottom edge. She'd watched in amazement and growing arousal as Ian had meticulously and knowingly bound her wrists to her calves in an elaborate, precise design of black silk rope twists and knots. She lay on her back, her knees bent toward her chest, her thighs spread wide. He'd instructed her initially to hold her calves, the pressure of her gripping hands pressing her folded legs into her body. Then, he'd begun to bind her, forearms to calves, and then calves to thighs. She was trussed up good and tight, although she was not uncomfortable, unless the erratic pounding of her heart and the mounting need for friction on her exposed, naked sex counted as discomfort. She watched Ian anxiously as he returned from the room at the right side of the suite, their private sanctuary, the room that was typically kept locked and contained all manner of instruments for bondage, punishment, and pleasure. What have you gotten from your room to torture me with? She asked teasingly. Her head twisted to see what he held in his hands. She saw little, however, with his body blocking what he said on the top of a bureau. He turned toward her, still completely dressed. Her nipples prickled beneath his hot stare as he examined her, as ever, his gaze striking her as cool and assessing and blazingly possessive at once. My room? He repeated as he came toward her. Her clit twanged in conditioned excitement when she saw the small pot of cream he held in his hand. It was the clitoral stimulant that he always rubbed on her when he was doing something new to her, something challenging. Francesca had dubbed it a wicked cream because it was known to make her want in ways she'd never before imagined. It was known to make her beg. Yes, who else would the room belong to? 
she asked distractedly. You, of course, he said, holding her stare and untwisting the cap of the cream. She watched his every move with tight concentration as he dipped a thick finger into the little pot, a dull ache mounting in her by the second. You are the only one who has a key, she said, as he withdrew his finger and a dollop of white cream. He placed a knee on the trunk at the foot of the bed and leaned over her supine, bound form. Therefore, it is yours. I control the room, yes, he said, reaching. She lifted her head off the mattress, holding her breath as he neared her spread pussy, her mouth watering uncontrollably, her nipples tightening into almost painfully hard points. He'd conditioned her body so exquisitely. But the room exists for your pleasure, he continued. She gasped, and her head fell.